I want to say the last time you heard my voice, it was still hot outside. Everybody was wearing less, but you were still in the house because it's a pandemic outside. Let's get it. This is a true story. To find out what happens, what happens? when people stop being flat. Start getting. <laughs> So I want to welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of The Real World. And this week, since it's been so long since you've heard from me, I wanted to touch a bunch of things that, frankly, you're not going to hear from me today. I don't care about the Tory Lanez mixtape. I'm sorry that he shot Meg in the foot. Uh... I'm not going to discuss the Apple iPhone 12. I'm sure a whole bunch of us are going to cop it, myself included. I'm not going to discuss Donald Trump and COVID-19 again. I'm not going to talk about hmm, LeBron James and Michael Jordan and who's the GOAT. We know it's MJ and a whole host of other things that I could probably touch on to make content in the entire time that you've seen me be absent. While to my loyal listeners, I apologize for such a long and extended absence. The funny part is I recorded episodes, but I got into this weird rut where I didn't really want to release something and I would do something and record it, listen to it once and hate it. So this is my attempt at myself of breaking out of my, I'd say, speaker's block, because if that's a thing, I just made it up. I'm going to need my checks uh, if you start stealing my phrase to any other podcasters. Also, things that we are not going to touch on during this episode are the Joe Budden Podcast Network, for which I'd like to be a proud member of. Um, we're not going to talk about Charlemagne's Podcast Network or Spotify or any of the nonsense that's going on with all of that. I, As a person who's a creator, and I love the creative outlet that this kind of medium gives me, This is the time where I don't think that I'm going to hate on a lot of other people or necessarily talk about things. And I'm going to take this back to the original roots and why I wanted a podcast in general. Sometimes I just wanted to talk some shit. And right now, I got a lot of things that I want to talk some shit about. Over the last few months, I've been searching for things specifically that, you know, are entertaining to me and why I think that my podcast is unique and fun. One of those things is personally my experiences and how I can kind of either explain them, tell a story or put a funny spin on something that gives you an entertaining little piece to touch on whenever you decide to tune in. So today, I'm at least going to start this off with the phrase that I've heard the most since March. Support small business. Now, most of you might think that that's a completely important thing to do. And most times I would agree with you. However, (laughs) however, let's really like unpack that, right? Since the pandemic hit, basically all of us have heard support small business. And while that sounds great, let's think about how small businesses have literally never gave an entire fuck about us. Oh, and before I even go parental advisory because I'm probably going to curse a lot. Sorry, mom. I know that you're home now. I hope you don't hear this. And if you do, please excuse the words that are coming out my mouth because I got a lot of pent up frustration and I got some stuff that I want to say. So let's rewind back to this. 
plenty of your small businesses have never really supported you. Now, you might say, Raul, what are you talking about? Okay, uh, most of us have had like a corner store or a bodega or a small business that we've given patronage to where the people have looked at us crazy. They thought that we were stealing something when we weren't. They didn't necessarily talk to us in the right manner. You know, like the prototypical like hood spot that you go to because that's all you can really get to as a child. So you still patronize them, but like really you shouldn't be giving them any of your money. That is a small business. I'm really interested to see what happens, at least in my home right now, when DC opens back up. Is small business like any of the clubs still going to tax me 20% for the bottle girl to give me a bottle? Now, you might think that I'm being cheap, but if I only happen to see you one time when you bring me said bottle, why are you due 20% of what is usually a what? 300 or 400% markup on liquor anyway? Because you'd rather spend time hunting and trying to convince the drug dealers over there that they should buy more bottles. When have you ever catered to me, the little guy? And I'm not the little, little guy because I'm not paying cover at the door. So I'm giving you something, but I'm still the little guy. You never gave a fuck about us. You think that me buying two bottles when I go by myself is me being cheap. In reality, what if I just don't want alcohol poisoning? We all know that I'm giving away 80% of this shit to people anyway. You're picking out random women in the crowd that you know to come to support you. And I mean, you as the club guy. Sending them over to me thinking that I'm a sucker and they could drink all my drink for free. Everybody's happy. I get pretty girls around me. You get to entertain your pretty women and they'll come back next week. You also get my money. What do I get? I get to go home by myself or with the same group of people I came in with because these women aren't interested in me because I'm not a drug dealer. That is the vicious cycle that you try to play niggas with. Now, because I'm hip to the game, I'm not really doing that. I come to the club with my own crew, me and my friends, with our girls. We have a good time. We go home. We do adult things because we are enjoying the people that we came with, not trying to pick somebody up. Maybe that's grown man game. But peep, that's all of you kids that think that. We also don't have 10 niggas sitting around the table trying to drink from one bottle because at this point, here's the crew rule. Everybody buy their own fucking bottle. Just that simple. We not splitting shit. Everybody buy a bottle. We all have a good time. That's how it goes. This is how we've been working for years now. So because this is the manner for which we do it, we have a good time. But my question to you is, once the pandemic allows you to have people back in your establishment, are you still going to tax me that 20%? I saw recently that the park at 14th, and I'm going to call them by name, is now offering brunch. And I believe dinner, like some kind of buffet situation. $90 for a couple. Does that include alcohol? What does that give me but a buffet? And while they're the only wings that I eat, salute to the jerk wings. I don't know if it's worth $90 if I can't get an entree. Just going to keep it a buck. And I guess I hear you. You're like, what's $90 for a date? $90 for a date isn't anything. But generally speaking, let's say that we spend like $120, $130 and that includes alcohol. I don't don't flinch at that. I think that's cool. But $90 and we ain't even had a drink yet? And that means you're going to tax me for whatever like 
I don't know, 15 to $16 for like a drink, not going to be able to do it. There was a secret gym that during the time that I've been off that I used to have a standing appointment with. Everybody that knows me knows Monday nights we playing ball. Um, they had a Dr. Dish machine for those that aren't familiar. It is a machine that if you shoot a shot and make it or miss it in a reasonable location, it'll rebound for you and give you a pass. So it was cool to run drills on, get some shots up. We felt like we could socially distance between each other and really play ball. And it was a select group of guys that I went with. So everything was great. We did this during the month of June. We did this during the month of July. We had a standing appointment during the month of August. September comes around and things start to relax a little bit. And now my man is starting to act real funny style. So the same money that I was giving you before while like shit was looking bleak wasn't looking too good now because you thought you could get in these kids because parents are trying to pay more to find something to do with them because they're driving them crazy. And I get it. It is a business. You have to operate from a business model. But for all of the times that we're asking small business to support us, when is small business supporting me? If I am a good paying customer, I never break the rules and I would like to use your establishment. Why would you go out of your way to fuck me over when you know you're going to get my money every week? Hell, I'd even pay in advance because to tell you the truth, just because of how safe that I felt, you could have got me for more money than what you asked for. Hell, my friends were the same way. We all like, yo, we're COVID negative. We've gotten tested multiple times, had the antibody test and all of this other stuff. We would have been down. But instead, for weeks, it was like, nah, you can't really make anything in, a, in advance. We might be able to do something with you, but it's kind of more random. Nigga, I am a grown ass man who likes to plan shit. While I don't have kids, I want to figure out how my week is going to go. You want to know why? Just because I want to do it. I want to know what I have free time to do and what I don't have free time to do. Hell, I know I like to record every Tuesday. So if I can't get the gym until Tuesday, like, yo, what the fuck, bruh? Like, you're really fucking up the process. This is just showing you how, again, it's never about supporting small business. It's only about money. They don't care. My favorite restaurant in the city happens to be Founding Farmers. I have not one, but two bad incidents that I went to, or I'd say probably three since the pandemic started. The first being that I went to their establishment, Farmers and Distillers. And I'm saying this stuff by name because at this point, I don't give a fuck. Normally, I'd protect the innocent. Nobody's innocent. Everybody's going to get it today. I made an order. I paid $25 for some overpriced pasta. I have a policy that's personal that I never tip for, for, for pickout and carryout because, frankly, I'm doing all the work. And when I paid $25 for my overpriced pasta, I thought that I would at least get my overpriced pasta being warm. I followed all of the directions that they told me. Text this number when you get here. We'll tell you when it's ready and you can come get it. I text the number. I called the number. Never got a response. But the bullshit is they had an iPhone. Their iPhone also had read receipts on. So you saw that I called and said that, hey, I'm here. My, my name is Darrell and I'm here to pick up my order. You chose to ignore me. 
So instead, now I got cold food because I sat outside waiting for an additional 20 minutes. My food was like, I saw the bag in the front. I actually went and knocked on the door and they didn't answer. Went back 20 minutes later and then they answered. So my food sat there the whole time and you know you've already paid for it. So it's not like I could be like, nah, I'm not paying any money for you messing up my order. You just fucked me because I'm assuming you didn't get a tip. That's crazy. That is crazy. The second incident, I believe I ordered something and they completely screwed up my order when I picked it up. And so I was just making a complaint and they gave me a full refund, which is nice, but I just wanted my food to be right. So again, we're asking all of these small businesses to be supported and for them to stick around. Because frankly, I don't just want like the, the chain shit either. Like my boy, shout out to Ricardo. He loves Fridays. Ain't no Fridays in D.C. I'm cool with that. Like, they don't even have Jack Daniels chicken anymore because I think they lost the license to Jack, to Jack Daniels. Now it's just whiskey glazed, I believe. Okay. Like, I want to keep things real simple. I like some of this, like the homegrown stuff. But y'all got to start treating us better, man. I legitimately think that everybody wants some of my money. And all that I ask in return is fair treatment. How can you get the money from me to go into your pockets if you're not giving me a good service in return? But if you think that I'm only talking about small business today (laughs) and this is a complaining episode and I'm going to tell these stories. Yo, you want to know some other fuck shit? Let's get Nike and sneakers the entire fuck out of here. I can promise you that every single person that's listening to this either has taken an L trying to cop some sneakers or the significant others taken an L trying to cop them some sneakers or they've both taken L's trying to cop some sneakers together because you trying to get one pair like, yo, how hard is it for me to get a pair of sneakers that I want to buy? Like, am I old that I feel like I should be able to walk into the store, buy a pair of Jordans, wear them shits the fuck home or go do whatever I want to do with them that day? At this point, I legitimately can't say that I can actually wear my new sneakers. I've had this whole thing where I decided to wear a different pair of sneakers every day until I run out and not to repeat the same pair twice. That shit is mentally fucking exhausting. At this point, I'm over it. I know what you're thinking. Like, why would you say that? You have so many. Yo, it's dope. But you know what I really want to do? Deadass. I'm going to see how many people listen to my podcast, right? I have an email address that you're probably not aware of. It is D-A-R-R-E-L-L at therailworld.com. All one word, like a, a pimp named Slickback. Say it at the same time. If you email me and you happen to have a kid that has a size 11, I'll send him a pair of Jordans. Straight up out of my closet. I got all the retros. I got, I don't know, fucking one through 13s. Uh, I got performance sneakers just tell me what kind of sneaker he wants and what color i will send you a pair of my jordans i'm really interested to see how far that goes because at this point i am tired again i'm referencing one of my best friends he's been selling all of his kicks i might want to do that one day but before i do that i'm on some robin hood shit I am robbing from the rich, which is me right now in terms of sneakers and giving to the poor, which is somebody's kid because he ain't got no damn money anywhere. 
all of my sneakers are in great condition they're generally only worn maybe twice a year most of my stuff the only thing you can't ask me for is a pair of 11s you ask me for those and i'm gonna like delete the message anything else it's all free game oh or my biohazards nah you can't have those that's my new favorite kick other than that it's all free game your kid plays basketball needs a new pair of sneakers yo i got him he can come in my closet go shopping hell my little cousin does it he gets whatever he wants all he got to say is like yo cuz i need a pair of sneakers okay size 11. i feel like we're entering into a stage where companies are trying to give us stuff that they think that we might want but we didn't ask for now i saw a really interesting documentary on netflix about how the social media industry essentially tries to keep you locked in how they try to trick your brain to think that you always need it and there might be something to that i think that we've all done that or been there but i want to talk about some truly nefarious shit that's going on right now as a grown-up i have a lot of connections on linkedin people reach out to me because they're trying to you know recruit me for various jobs people that i've met across my career that i can say that you know we're LinkedIn friends or connections and maybe we can help each other. Maybe we work together. Tons of people at different places. Why the fuck did LinkedIn move to have stories? I don't go to LinkedIn because I care what you're doing right now. If I wanted to know that I would follow you on Twitter or follow you on your personal Instagram, but from a work perspective, there's nothing micro that you could do or say to me that interests me at all. And I mean at all. Why would they think that was something that we wanted to see as people? Like, please, somebody that's smarter than me, help me understand. There isn't a kid alive that says, hmm, I wonder why Steve Jobs, excuse me, he's dead. I apologies. I wonder what Bill Gates is going to put on his story right now. If they wanted to know that, they would go to Instagram because nobody wants to know what he cares about fucking Microsoft at like four in the morning. And if that is what you are thinking about, you need help. Maybe you need a different girlfriend. Maybe you need to talk to your wife. You need help with something because this ain't it. Work isn't everything. Work is an amazing thing and it allows me to live the kind of life that I want to live. And I appreciate that more than anybody will ever know. But what I don't want it to do is consume me and be my entire life. At a certain point, life matters more. The things that I do outside of what I do to make money that allow me to have good memories, good times, less stress. That is what I want to remember. That is what I want to see. Sell me the lie of Instagram of everybody having a good time all the time instead of trying to tell me that you actually enjoy work 24-7. If you can do that, then it might be worth it. But I know you can't. So while I'm on my high horse and again, I'm not even going to edit this episode. It's coming out raw today. I appreciate you guys. I know you should hear a lot more from me. I'd love to say that I'm going to give you an episode next week. The way my mood swings work, who the fuck knows? But for right now, take this with love and affection. And I end this episode saying the same thing that I do every single time. 
Ball players want to rap. Rappers want to ball. My name is Darrell of the Rell World, and I'm so glad that you guys got the chance to sit here with me, and I hopefully will see you guys next week. Peace.